Hey Navigators, it's your buddy Jace. Are you tired of filtering through all those websites trying to find the best deal on Disney vacations? Well, before you click that purchase button, make sure you check out getawaytoday.com. I promise you, you will not find deals like this anywhere else, just trust me. Whether you're looking for the total package or just want to buy a park ticket, they will not be beat. But here's the best part. Aside from already low prices, if you type in promo code MAGIC, they'll give you even more of a discount just for being one of our listeners. Remember, that's promo code MAGIC. Keep on navigating on. Ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros, we proudly present Navigating the Magic. You'd be like a, a pit bull with a bowl full of rocky road. Inspiration, I guess. Which I thought, oh, I didn't even know they knew who I was here. And oh, I'm going to be a lookalike for Cinderella. Hello, welcome to Navigating the Magic. I'm your host, Jace. You just broke my ears. <laughs> I'm Holly. I just got real startled. Oh, gosh. Yeah, where's our headphones? Well, here's the thing. This is, is right, a shoddy setup. This is... This is our first episode filming not it, not at a radio station. Yeah, so... Like, am I wearing pants? Maybe not, because <laughs> we're not in public. So this is our first home studio one. How does it sound? Everyone? But in case you're wondering, the answer is yes, we are wearing pants. But, <laughs> yeah, no, this is, You'll never know. This is our first time that we're recording at our own place. We got some mics and we bought our equipment and now we're here. Thanks, Mama Shauna. Yeah. My mom helped contribute to the podcast setup, so it looks nice. I, I think it's going to sound good. You'll have to let us know, but... Today we're going to pick <laughs> Holly's brain about her experience auditioning for Disney and the audition process and how you go about applying and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of people ask me, that's like my number one question when I people find out that I was a performer for Disney. It's like, I will always want to do that. Or I have a friend that wants to do that. Or I have a sister or someone that wants to do that. Like, what do I need to do? What was your experience like? And so we're going to talk about all of those questions that are frequently asked questions as it pertains to entertainment and performing. And we're off like the open sign at five o'clock in Nebraska. They roll up the sidewalks at 8 p.m. No, it's totally true. And maybe it's just, maybe it's just where we live because it's kind of a small town. But uh, the one thing I learned about this town is people don't spend money. No, they don't patronize stores. So they're all closing, which is really sad. I don't know what they Walmart is the only one that like is in business. They're the only like, well, it's probably because they're the only one that stay open past five o'clock. Who knows? So first question is, how do you even go about or how do you find out about auditions and things for what? For the circus. <laughs> like entertainment, parade, Disney college program. We got to break. Wait, so. Out. So there, there's multiple auditions yeah. for multiple things for okay. the college program. So let's, well, no, no, not the college program. The best way to start any role at Disney, Disney college program, hands down. Okay. And it's reserved for any, it's not tied to a specific age. Like I know like pageants and stuff. It's like, oh, you age out at 25. No, it doesn't matter. You can be 50 years old. And as long as you're going to school or taking a one credit, you can do the Disney college program. Now, maybe you'll feel like that's weird if you're not like, you know, in the 20 ish range, but they don't care. So if you're having a hard time getting a job at Disney, they have to reserve so many spots for Disney college program because not only does it look good, I don't know if they get any kind of kickback for, you know, helping educational institutions, but they have so many spots because it's kind of cheap labor. And then after you earn your stripes after the four or five month semester, they consider you 
much higher than they would just an outside hire because they always hire from within, always. They wanna make sure that you can come in and earn your stripes, that you're fine to work weekends, you're fine to work holidays, you're fine to work in the sun and all of that, all the things that burn people out really fast. So they reserve college program a lot more than part-time or full-time. So keep that in mind through all of this. So the audition process, if you want to know where you can audition, if you go to DisneyCareers.com and then Disney Auditions, they, ha- they post them on Facebook and they post them on their website. They're always coming to new cities. But I will say, like I said, they, they take less at those than they do at the Disney College program. So always sign up for those, you know, turn on the notifications for your Facebook to let you know when they, they do a new post. Uh, you know, bookmark that website, DisneyCareers.com. Disney auditions, the DisneyAuditions.com. They'll post on there what city they're coming to. Disney College Program, same thing. They have uh, a website and a Facebook that you can look, and they'll always post. But if you're going to try out for the Disney College Program, there's a first steps you have to do before you just show up to an entertainment audition. And what do you mean? So you have to be invited. So those are not just open to the public. The Disney College Program ones, where the other ones are. Okay. Disney College Program, you have to have done the application online, and then once you get past the application, then you do a phone interview with right. them. And then once you pass that, then they ask you, say, hey, or or they invite you and say, this is where it'll be, and your name will be on the list. You're invited. Okay. So you have to be invited. So it's like there's a really cool party that only a few people can go to? It's actually really hard to, I think, not really hard, but they're really just trying to weed out the people that aren't really that serious about it. And and then the phone interview, same thing. I, I would say, you know, in the phone interview, they say, what would be your top thing if you don't get entertainment? And I always, you always want to tell them, oh, I would just love to do anything. You always want to be overly ecstatic about it and then say, you know, this would be my first choice, but if I don't make it, I'll do X, Y, and Z. Got it. So you get past the electric fence, you get the email saying, yeah, we want you to audition, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So then they, they tell you on the phone that you're invited. I oh, got, okay. in, well, I got invited on my phone interview. They said, oh, we'd love to have you come out. So they kind of like fill you out on the phone interview. They saw my enthusiasm. They saw my excitement. I was willing to give up, you know, whatever I had in my life to go move out to Florida. So they invited me on the phone. Got it. So once you get that invite to the to to audition, yeah. What do you how do what do you wear? I mean, do you bring a resume? Like, how does all that work? So, I kind of made a mistake and they picked me anyways. But yes, bring a resume. I was walking into the audition and I saw everybody was walking in with a resume. So I ran back out to White Chocolate, my 1988 Dodge Aries <laughs> with no rearview mirror, found a scrap lined white piece of paper and a pencil, and I wrote down a resume on that. That looks terrible. But I thought that's going to be better than nothing because you don't get to like go up to the judges and be like, I did this and I did this and here's my qualifications. So I was like, well, crap, nobody told me to bring a resume. Like that's audition 101. So y'all should know that if you've been trying out for anything in your whole life. But this was like my first audition. I'm trying to think if I've ever auditioned for anything besides like high school stuff. Like I think it was my first. It, hmm. it must have been. So I didn't know like the hello, you're supposed to bring like a headshot and resume. Like, hello, I did not do that. So yes, I obviously didn't have a picture, so I just went without. But when I saw everyone was walking with the resume, I was like, crap. So I ran back to my car. So what did you do? I ran back to my car and I scribbled it out in white chocolate. Wait. I wrote down my dance stuff on a lined piece of paper with a pencil. Oh my gosh. So just like a college notebook. You just ripped a page out. Yeah. And just, oh my gosh. A bad showing, right? So yeah. don't learn from my mistakes, y'all. Do not do this. But yeah, they want to know any dance, theatrical, performing, crowd, like lar- working in large crowds would even be applicable. Um, you know, 500 plus type people. If you were like crowd management or events, you if you worked events, they want to know that kind of stuff. But mostly performance and dance-based stuff, I would put that at the top. They're really not going to read every little detail. I'm going to tell you that right now. So put your most impressive stuff at the top. Don't do a chronological resume. Do your most impressive stuff at the top. And it's actually called a talent resume, which is different then like if I was going to go apply at Sears, it would be a different resume. So you want to look up talent resume that's going to be different than a regular resume. So you bring that, you bring your headshot, staple it, make them eight by 10. You actually want to cut them down to be the exact same size. You staple it one on this side, one on the other. You don't want them 
like back to let's see you want them back to back you don't want them so like you have to flip one up and like you want to be able to just boom resume flip it over boom headshot okay so that's how you do that and your headshot obviously you just want your head and you want it to be clean you want it to look like you you don't want to have like a different hair color you don't want your head chopped off you don't want like i well, wouldn't so recommend- here's here's my question though is you didn't have one so did how, how in the world did they know what you looked like when they were going through they take the your picture oh, okay so that's i mean you always look cuter in a headshot than you do on audition day right, right. but like i said i was i was 19 and nervous so i didn't really uh know 19 what I, and nervous that's <laughs> the name of our uh, our next band that yeah. we're gonna start listen a couple episodes back you'll get it <laughs> anyway so i don't know i was just inexperienced like nobody told me thanks mom i don't know if she even knew that that's what you're supposed to bring i have no idea so you go and here's my thing that I know now. So if you're going to try out, they start judging you the minute you walk in the door. Oh, you, I think that's any like first impressions are yeah, like 90% the judges of aren't in there. So you're like, oh, it's just the people checking you in. But like literally your audition starts when you walk in and they watch you while you're sitting down stretching to see if you're like reaching out to people, interacting. Hi, what's your name? How are right. you? Because that's what you have to do at Disney. So you walk in, you give your resume, they ask you your height and then they actually measure you. So they got they got out of a full-on tape measure and they were measuring me and I, I heard oh they like tall people so stand up tall so I tried I got a half inch on me because they like Mugatu you like just like start critiquing people like you're gone you're gone no so they just measure you and then you start stretching and you're like I don't know what's gonna happen or whatever so but they're watching you to see like if you're interacting with people because I went by myself I didn't know anybody and I had a friend that was gonna meet me there and then she decided not to do it so I was like okay well I'm just gonna go anyways because it's for me and so just when you're stretching, just start reaching out to people, just be really friendly and don't be like overly, don't draw too much attention to yourself. Just kind of that happy medium. Hold on. I want to go back to the, what, what are we supposed to, I mean, what do you wear at an audition? So again, rookie mistake. I wore an old Navy tank top, you know, like old Navy every year they sell like 2018 yeah. American <laughs> flag. I wore that, which is so stupid. And it comes with a pair of flip flops. They're just a dollar. And then my dance team had had our hip hop costume was sweats like literal sweats that were cut off at capri length so like really baggy like not form-fitting like just terrible showing and i wore those i wore like cut off capri sweats old navy flag tank top and white sneakers terrible choice yeah so in hindsight knowing what i know after being a recruiter for the disney college program tryouts you want to wear something form-fitting so that they can see the size of your body not baggy cut off sweatpants like (laughs) i did so some kind of spandex something that will show off your body um that will that will flatter your figure if that's high waist or whatever uh shorts pants doesn't matter and then top you want it to be form-fitting and you want it to be colorful so just like one solid plain color and i would say like kind of maybe a bright color that makes you a little more memorable like i wouldn't go for the all black right yeah and then it's just Here's the thing, like for me judging cheer tryouts and pageants, I always remember people if there's something memorable about them in a way that it's easier to remember like, oh, she was in the bright pink tank top than like she was all black. Like yeah, that's yeah, just, yeah. you know, so you don't want to be obnoxiously stand out, but you want to stand out the right way, which is just be like a plain, like just clean, classic looking. And some of the girls were like so desperate. They came like dressed like in all blue with like a blue ribbon in their hair. With oh my gosh. They to totally and- like tried to play the part. Yeah. They were like, oh, I'm going to be a lookalike for Cinderella. <laughs> And so they oh, like came in all blue with like full stage makeup, huge eyelashes and like a blue ribbon in their hair and they didn't make it. Oh, So don't do that. Right. <laughs> don't wear the baggy capris like I did. Somehow I made it. I don't know. By the grace of heaven, I made it. But <laughs> but just form fitting and just like kind of plain, uh, like no patterns and maybe like a fun bright shirt and that's it. And you want to wear minimal to minimal to ready makeup. They, here's what they told me in the tryout. They said, 
we know what we can do with makeup. We know what we can do with wigs. We want to see what you look like. Right. So they do not want to, they know they can add false lashes to you. They know they can go crazy in the blush department. So don't do that. They know they can do that. And that's what they said. They said, we want to see more of a little natural, little bit of makeup, but we want to see like you. So they kind of want to see your hair away from your face. I had mine in a ponytail and they don't want to see like full glam. Cause like I said, they know they can do wigs and they know they can do full glam. Right. They just want to see your face and your facial structure. So that's actually, face- that's actually one of my, my questions I have is, so I get a lot of people that I talk to anyway, that are like, Oh my gosh, well I have dark hair. I could probably, that has nothing to do with it. Okay. But, or be a character lookalike. Yeah. They know what they can do with wigs. In fact, one of our media approved friends with sleeping beauty had jet black hair so oh really it really doesn't matter they know what they can do they want to see bone structure they want to see eye shape and everything like that so pull your hair back have it like in a clean classy no flyaways you know bobby pin and gel whatever you have to do and form fit and clothes they just want to see your body type so i sucked at all of that i did do the ponytail but and then (laughs) no marking tennis shoes i would recommend that for girls and guys and no marking oh like on the dance floor like yeah. black or whatever yeah i would just do like white tennis shoes or something right. like so okay it's not gonna leave a mark so that's okay. what i would recommend wearing and that's kind of what they've told us to wear so do you have to be a good dancer or like uh yes and no i would say the males have an easier time because they're really hurting for males like that tryout was probably 80 no nah, probably 90 maybe 95 even if i mean i dare say women and the rest were boys so they're really hurting in the boy department so i think the men have a little easier time because just to come out and be friends with mike wazowski you're not tap dancing down main street <laughs> so they realize that there's other non-dancing roles that they're looking for but i will say do, do you want to know what the trap process is well i was actually going to say like are there any big characters that do have to dance and oh yeah like Like, blue but i'm saying like you know like really dance like well none of the none of the fur characters there's just like a little two-step between 10 and 2 yeah no it's somewhere in the middle i mean it's not going to be amazing choreography in the parades because they know that that's just not feasible right in those outfits so we've walked in we've checked in we've given our resume on a lined piece of paper from our 1988 dodge aries no headshot (laughs) okay so dancing clothes we've got those yeah so I mean, I guess the question, I guess the ultimate question to all of this is like, really, what are they looking for? Well, let me just tell you about the, what you actually do. And then we can go into that. Okay. So what you do, you, you learn the dance. Um, it's eight counts of eight of choreography. You go into, this is how it was. And we had a warm up stretch room and then we went into another room and we learned the choreography there. They, they teach it very quick, but they do give you options. Like there was like a tour in one part or a high kick, but you could, change those to like a posse or just a shanae so if you know dance terms then you know what i'm talking about the spins <laughs> spins <laughs> sure jace the spins <laughs> so you could you know you could water it down but they said hey if you can go for it go for these but if you think you're gonna like do messy or lose your balance like just go for the simple we'd rather see it clean so we learned it pretty quick i will say but it was about eight counts of eight of choreography it was it was i would say it's moderate to easy to moderate choreography more moderate than easy because they kind of want to see what you're made of so it's definitely not advanced it's definitely not you know newsies yeah it's not gonna be anything like that so they teach you that and then they say and then we're gonna have you improv something but they don't tell you what it is so they just say like just be thinking of how disney would do stuff and that's really all they said about that so then you go out into the other room and they divide you up into groups of four and it depends on when you check in so here's my thing with auditions i always try and check in I don't want to be late, but I always try and check in like later because then you get a lot later, older. And you also don't want to be like the eager person that shows up three hours before everybody else. Yeah. And they're not even set up and they're like, you're in the way. Yeah. But no, 
that's the thing auditions they give you a number when you show up so i always try and show up kind of later because then you get a higher number which means you get more time in the practice room to practice the dance oh that's true if you're huh? one you go right away and yeah. if you're 100 you're practicing so i think i was closer to 100 we had like i think we had like 110 to 150 if i remember right and i was closer to like the hundreds which i kind of did on purpose partially because i forgot my resume so i was in the car <laughs> jotting one down but i always like to be a higher number because then you have more time to practice and i take repetition i don't pick up choreography really quick i need time to like re- repeat it and repeat it and repeat it right so they just had the music like on repeat in the other room so you could go and practice it so we go in by groups of four and i'm standing there like the casting director's like placing us or whatever and she looks at me i'm on the far let's see her far right on the end of the dance room she's like hey has anyone ever told you that you look like somebody and I was like, Snow White? <laughs> and she's oh like, my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> and she's like, no. She's like, that girl from American Idol. We got to look her up and insert this. Uh, this was, let's see, this was 2008. And she's like, one American Idol. She had dark hair, white skin, like really pale like mine. Dark hair is like short. I used to have a, like a boy haircut, sort of. It was like spiky kind of. And she's like, has anyone ever told you you look like her? And I was like... No, I don't think I've ever heard that. She's like, oh, man, you look just like her. And so I thought that was cool because she was, that's the thing, make make yourself memorable to them. And I didn't really do that on purpose, but I think that really did help me is like, she was like, oh, that's the so-and-so look like. And then when it came down to picking people, I stuck out in her brain. So anything you can do to make yourself memorable, like in a good way. But I think that really helped me as she thought I looked like somebody else. And I thought that was cool. Of all the hundreds of people she's seeing that day, she didn't have to talk to any of us. She's just there to judge us. Right. Well, it goes to show you, too, though, that, like, they have to do their job as well. Like, you know, as far as being able to be approachable and talk to people, regardless of... Oh, it was Gina Glockson. So they bring you in by groups of four, and then they turn on the music, and they have you do the dance. And they actually have you do it twice. And you do it once, and then you switch lines so that you can't always be hiding in the back watching the person in front of you or whatever. And then you get two chances in case you screw up one time. And then they said, okay, now it's time for your improv, and our improv was meeting your favorite Disney character. Now, the improv, you can't speak because think about it. When you have... When you When people... When you go to the park, is Mickey talking to you? No. No. Is Mike Wazowski talking to you? No. no. So, they want you to be really expressive with your body without speaking if you're friends with the characters. So, right. every group, like, I think they rotated between, like, four or five different things, but mine was meeting your favorite Disney character, and they told us out in the lobby, they were like... Think about how Disney does it. Like, if you were eating ice cream in a Disney movie, would you be like, and just no. doing small little licks? You'd be like, and so my one friend told me that, uh, you'd be like a, a pit bull with a bowl full of Rocky Road. No, she was like, I got ice cream and I had to like put it into a wheelbarrow and I pretended I had a wheelbarrow and you just like act it out. And if you make big choices, they notice you. Yeah. So they actually had us do two improv. So the first one was meeting your favorite Disney character, which mine's Snow White. And so my first pose was me bent over at the waist, my hands over my mouth, pointing. And it was like this. Like that? And that's how I started (laughs) the... I'm showing you (laughs) because you're my interviewer. So that's how I started. So even like most kids were just kind of standing there like waiting for the music to turn on, just like beveled or just like... (laughs) And I'm already like making a huge choice. and, And... I remember and then I was jumping up and down and I was silently screaming and like waiting for my family like come over here we have to go get in line and, like just being huge and I remember I made the casting director laugh at oh, how really? ridiculous I was no being. that's perfect I kept looking behind me and then looking forward and let's go let's go and like motioning people forward but obviously it's all silent pantomiming well that's what you want right and I remember she was laughing and I was like good I made an impression on her she thought I was funny she's seen hundreds of people today and I stuck out to her 
Then they had they gave us a second chance and they said, eating your favorite Disney food. Well, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I knew it'd be my favorite easiest to act out, which was Disney ice cream. Oh, yeah. So they're like, well, you don't just get the ice cream and start eating it. What do you have to do to get the ice cream? You have to order it. You have to go stand in line. You have to do it. Like, how do you get the ice cream? So I acted out me standing in line and then looking at the menu, tapping my chin, going up and down. And then my eyes got huge when I saw the one I wanted. Like, I want the mega one. And so then... Then they go to hand it to me, and of course, everything at Disney is bigger, yeah. bigger, bigger. So I get the ice cream, and I look all the way up to the ceiling and all the way to the floor, like, whoa, that's my ice cream cone. And they saw me doing that. And then I had to go get a ladder to get the cherry <laughs> off the top. So I'm like running over. I got a ladder. I was climbing up the ladder, got the cherry off the top, climbed back down, ate it, started licking it, got the ladder to get back up to the top. And they thought that was fun just because I don't know where it came from. Inspiration, I guess. Yeah. But just any big choices you can make that are obviously not like ridiculously over the top and you'll feel it if it's like okay that's too much but any big choices because that's the thing when you're being a parade performer going down main street do you think they want to see like a little baby jazz hands no, no they want to see you like up and down and over and around and if you can bring that energy inside an air conditioning you're gonna be able to bring at, mo- at least most of that in 110 degree heat with a 50 pound outfit on you yeah So they just want to see tons of energy. They want to see you using your body because if you're like in a big old outfit in the parade and you're just waving like right next to your chest, no one's going to see it. It's going to get lost in your sleeve. You have to use your whole body to wave. And I mean your whole body. So that's the number one takeaway I would say at the tryouts is just make big choices. Be really animated because think about it. They're animated people. And that's their that's their business is animation. So you just want to be really big. They want you to be funny. They want you to be huge. Like think about all of the movies they make and all of their characters. They're all big. They're all funny. They're all in your face. And so that's what they wanted. And that's what they know. Like like I said, you're in air conditioning in great elements with like just a tank top on. Can you bring that if I put you in a high school musical outfit and make you do a parade in 110 degree heat that's 45 minutes long? Could you right. do that? You know. So they want to see. Can you bring the energy when it's inside? Okay. So we just did all of that. Then they, they excuse us and we sit all in a room till everyone's done. And then they call back numbers of people they want to see again. Now here's where it gets interesting because I, I don't know what to think about callbacks. Because I know, right? Here's the thing. They either know they want you, so they don't need to see you again, or they know they hate you, so they don't need to see you again. And I mean, that's the only two choices. Well, that's what I'm saying is, and they sometimes they back. just call people back as fillers just yeah. to kind of throw off the scent. When I coached high school cheer, spoiler alert, we did that. We'd call back people we knew we for sure wanted, but just to, if they're like, oh man, they're only calling back all the low people, like yeah. low tumblers or low people that have low experience, or oh, they're only calling back all the high. So yeah, we would do that a little bit, but... I, I just, w- what I'm saying is I wouldn't read into it because my number didn't get called. So I thought, oh, like I didn't make it, whatever. It's my first trial. I obviously wrote my resume on a lined piece of paper. <laughs> they didn't like it. So I was just like, okay. And then my friend, I won't say her name, but starts with an S. She was there and she got called back. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And she's a good dancer. So I was like, yeah, amazing. She's, and they, what she said is they did a harder routine. So okay. they, that was kind of the basic routine. And then they did a harder one and I went home and whatever. Okay, maybe I didn't make it. And I kind of forgot that I tried out. And I got an email like six weeks later that said I made it. Like, and I was, I was thrilled. But I was like, what? I didn't get called back. And my friend who got called back didn't make it. Oh, really? So I don't think that the callbacks are make it or break it. Like I said, I think they already knew they wanted me. And maybe they called her back because they were on the fence about her. Right, she right. She didn't get it. So she still did the college program and, and lived by me. But she didn't get to be a performer. Right. It was sad. But I just think... A lot of it has to do with height, too. Like, when they measure you, they really are trying to fit you into certain costumes they already have. And so maybe I was just needed that 
height was needed and maybe she was in a dead height because there's a dead height which is the dead height is pretty much like five five to like five eight which is what a lot of women are which essentially means like some of those characters as far as like being friends with them you have to be yeah. their same height and they don't really fit in there yeah and and that's a dead height because it's the average height so they have too much it's oversaturated yeah and there's not that many characters to be friends with that in that height range so they either want really short people like me or really tall people like six feet and over yeah so that's and that's the thing it's like you can't read into it too much of like oh they hated me it's like maybe they just weren't looking for your height and that's well, why i always tell people if five people that were in the high school musical thing at hollywood studios quit they have five positions true if 10 people quit they have 10 positions in this height range and if nobody quits they have no position so really if they don't take you try out the next semester because well, they didn't like you and it's totally more it's like way more competitive from what i understand with uh, disneyland as well yeah, in fact, I went to a Disneyland audition, and it, it's funny because people think, oh, you worked at Disney World, you could just transfer, but they're like completely separate companies that yeah. we talked about before. They don't know who I am. They don't give a crap that I worked at Disney World. And Disneyland is really hard. Your job's always on the line. Like there was, So what they do at their tryouts, they let all the performers that already currently work there go first, and that's basically them justifying their spot on the team. Like, yes, I should be in this new casting. Yes, I should be in the Christmas parade. Pick me again. And then all the newbies like us were at the back, and they teach you choreography outside in the sun. Like kind of backstage, you're dying of heat. So it's like not only are you dying of heat from dancing, but you're dying of heat from being outside. Right. So you did that, and then all the people that are already performers were ahead of you. So you're just like sitting outside for hours, getting sunburned. And then it could be worse, right? Remember when we had Corey on and he was talking about how it was like 30 degrees, oh, but yeah. next to the ocean, so it was yeah. really like 10, and they were just oh, freezing. It's, it's just I'm just complaining, but anyway. So then they take us back, and then the Disney one, you dance your choreography, and then they just go like this, and they point. This means go. they point to the door as in like leave or they point to the wall like stay. And then you just dance and you get like one shot and it's just across the floor. Literally like it's not even like a full choreography. It's just like you're doing dance towards them and they point to the door or they point to the wall and that's it. Jeez. It's just and you don't even get a second shot. Like That's like Simon Cowell style. Just like. And you're always justifying your spot. So if they point to the door and you've been there for three years as a performer, then all of a sudden you have no job. Yeah. You're like, oh, my gosh. I guess I'm custodial. You walk in there just not expecting that at all. So I don't know. Not to talk about on them because a lot of people love it. But I think just because California is the mecca for like L.A. and performers and dancers, like they people move there to want to be performers. So they just know they have. Well, and, and, and if you're there for like Hollywood and you're not, you know what I mean? You don't want to be a waitress forever you're like well maybe i'll get my yeah. foot in the door with disney by auditioning yeah. or whatever well, that's why they always have some of the best parades because they're constantly justifying their spot and they're constantly getting the best for dancers. sure but you know i i wouldn't recommend it as a starter one i mean you totally could go for it i say you know good on you but it is a lot harder and your job's always on the line i did yeah. have a friend that i worked with at disney world that's in the christmas parade with her and then she went and worked at disneyland and she was like it's scary like all of us performers like are always kind of trying to keep our eye out for if there's other openings anywhere because any given day we could not have a job yeah so and do they have are they like contractual or like how does that work you don't know what about like the college program because obviously so you're there for a semester right yeah so the college program so yeah, so once I found out, I made it. And people were like, oh, how long did it take to tell you? It was it was about four to six weeks when I got that email. So oh I, like, all, I all but forgot about it. You could have, like, already registered and everything for the next semester by that point. Well, no, because we, yeah, I mean, yes. But with the college program, because it's done through a college institution, not just, like, I went and tried out for part-time, you know, at Disney, and then I have to figure out my own way to get all of that. Because it's with the college program, and every almost every campus that I know of recognizes it. They'll hold your spot, even if you've applied they'll like roll over any fees or funds or scholarships or anything like grants or anything that you have 
because they recognize the Disney College program as like yeah. a successful thing for education. So it really isn't that big of a deal. I just had to do like one little letter of deferment, I think it was, and it just deferred my enrollment till the next semester. It was no big deal at all. Oh. So it's really not that hard because it's not like you're like, hey, I'm going to go work for some like underground X, Y, and Z. They're like, what? It's like, I'm going to go work for Disney. Everybody knows that. Right. So it was very easy to do. But I will say, so I said there was like about 110, I can't remember exact numbers, around 110, maybe 150. And I think they took like 10 people. I mean, because they go all over the nation. They yeah. love Salt Lake. They've said it before. They love Salt Lake and they love going to Provo and Orem because they're so, they say that there's so much talent. There's so much talent in Utah. There really is. And so there, yeah, like there was over 100 and they took about 10%. And it was, it was hard. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think, I think two things... Two things helped me. I think my height helped me, and then I think me being memorable, making the casting director laugh, and being a lookalike to an American Idol, which wasn't yeah. my fault. But well, that's the thing too is like American Idol and America's Got Talent. It's almost like it's like clockwork. They always know to stop in Salt Lake City because there's always going to be yeah. at least one person, if not like a thousand. It's really competitive, but don't let that get you down because you have to think about like you're against people from all out of state as well. And I think that's why it took them so long to email me because they were trying to finish this tour. They go around to like almost every big city. And then, um, then they make their decisions from there of like what their needs are. And I will say the fall is a better time to go because they have more jobs in the fall. They have Christmas parades. They have Christmas shows on the stage. They have all these Christmas activities and extra appearances by uh, characters. So I would always recommend trying to go in the fall. And that's how you always have to apply the semester before you want to go. So I applied in the spring. Yeah. And I and I auditioned in the spring and then that was to go that fall. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Like if you want to go in the fall, you made you might have missed deadlines, you know, it'd be over by now. But you have to check the semester before you want to go. That's when you want to check into it. But if you wanted to be a performer, I would recommend trying to go in the fall because they do have a lot more. They have Halloween parade, they have Christmas parade, they have the stage shows. So I would just say that would open up your doors a lot wider. Psst, listen up. So you're going to the parks? Just a word of advice, put the Hawaiian shirt back in the drawer, or the garbage, whichever. Then go check out Zunzun World on Etsy.com. They've got the dopest Disney gear that you'll want to sport at the parks. They've got everything from Star Wars to Pixar and everything in between. But not only that, their customer service is second to none. Once again, that's Zunzun World, that's Z-U-N-Z-U-N World on Etsy.com. But just remember to tell them that navigating the magic says hi, and keep on navigating on. So, well, yeah, let's talk about that. So what if somebody doesn't want to be a performer, but they want to go experience the college program? Like, how would that, how does that work? Or okay. even just, you know, a, apply non-college program. So I was a recruiter for the Disney college program in Idaho and Utah for like one, two, three, like six or eight semesters. I can't remember exactly, but I loved it. I loved being a recruiter because it was like, I was going to be talking about Disney anyways, might as well be getting paid for it. And we recently found out they cut campus reps. So sorry, you can't be one, <laughs> but but anyways, it was, uh, yeah, I was already talking to people about it and they paid you in rep rewards, which then you'd go use and buy. And I got like Visa gift cards. It was great. But I would recruit people all the time. In fact, I don't know how people, oh, I have a friend that knew I did the Disney College program and said, oh, my sister's going. Can I talk to her? And I was like, it's so much information. She's just got to call me. Yeah. So she called me on my way up to Sundance, actually. I swear, Holly gets at least like a call every couple of months from somebody. Yeah. And then our cousins from Arizona, they had a friend going. So I said, okay, have her call me. Right. Like, I can't do this over email. You got to call. And then another dude on Facebook, I don't even know how he found me, 
but I talked to him on the phone for like 45 minutes and he got the college program he was so worried about getting it he had applied before he'd never got it and then he found me somehow and he was like hey I know you're a recruiter like what tips do you have and so we talked on the phone for like 45 minutes and he finally got the college program just from a couple tweaks I think and then he's like I'm looking to stay seasonal do you have any recommendation for me so we've kind of kept in touch I've never met the kid but I helped him get the college program so it's kind of there's kind of a lot that goes into it so here's we'll start from the beginning so you want to look on disneycollegeprogram.com and you there's living learning and earning and you want to look under the earning of the jobs that are even available so some sometimes they'll have certain jobs sometimes they won't like when they first started the disney college program they had entertainment at disneyland well now they cut it because there was no jobs yeah. and they weren't getting any hours so their jobs can kind of fluctuate depending on what their needs are. Maybe they're not recruiting for customers at that time. So you want to get on there, make sure they're recruiting for a job you'd be interested in. And I told you guys this, I made the mistake of when they talked to me on the phone, I said, I would only be interested in dancing in the parades and be a performer. And if I'm not, I'm not going like, I didn't say it with that much attitude, but looking back, I'm like, wow, I wouldn't have hired <laughs> me. That, that is rude. Like yeah. that's all you want to do is dance. And then you don't care about Disney. So you want to look like you care about Disney, but you do want to research the roles. Cause you don't want to get there and hate it. You know, it's really hot. It's a long hours. You most of the time you don't know people so you really want to know what the rules are but having said that knowing what i know from the disney college program being a recruiter continuing on as seasonal i would do any role at disney world seriously really? i would do custodial oh really my friend curtis was custodial he did two college programs or do you do three anyways he did multiple college programs and he said his he did like merchandise and he said out of all of them custodial was his favorite really because you don't have to clean the bathrooms like people think oh i have to scrub the bathrooms every single day oh they Disgusting. don't what they, do they do they do on a rotation you literally clean the bathrooms like once a month so on a college program that's like four times yeah and he said they're not terrible because the person that was supposed to clean them like or anyways they get cleaned so regularly that it's really not too bad right and so it's like unless you have to deal with some kind of like a big old clog or something he's like it really wasn't that bad and i never had a manager breathing down my neck you can <laughs> literally walk wherever you want in the parks and you just scoop up straw wrappers or whatever is on the well, ground and the custodians are like that's where they those are the people that they actually tell like entrust with their people like the guests because yeah. they're the ones that are mainly in, like they're the ones wandering the streets with the guests and doing things yeah. and they have like pins if you you know if you want to get a pin that's not available or Park maybe pass. the line is too long or something like that at, at city hall go find a custodian they usually have them they have park maps they have showtime for parades and he said that he said i learned my best customer service and communication skills by being a custodian because i was the first person they would say now what's the history behind this where's the bathrooms what time is this and he's like i had to communicate from people from all over the world he's yeah like, it was the best or that's cool if my friend was gonna be friends with the character that day i could wander over there and clean up over there so i could get pictures with them he was like it was the best so i will say don't discount any job until you've like talked to someone who's done it and get you know get their feedback on it but that would be the first thing is knowing what you want to do so that when you go and bam i go into the phone interview i know exactly what i want to do and i can present it and here's my three reasons why i want to do that job and you already kind of know that's going to impress them and then when you do get the phone interview, well, hold on, let me back up to the web-based interview, which is now more of an application questions. You really want to read them. And there's trick questions in there that says like, which one of these is not? And they have like a, a changing word that changes the whole meaning of the question. So you can't take the quiz at two in the morning. You have to actually like read it and like be thoughtful about it and take your time on it. They're not going to like get mad at you if you take forever. So make sure you answer the questions, you know, well, and you read them super well because they do try and trick you a little bit. Then when it comes time to them setting up a phone interview, remember that the time changed. So, and they, sometimes they'll call early. So I would be prepared like an hour before. And I always tell people, yes, it's a phone interview, but yes, you have to dress business professional. Think about it. If you're in sweats, like think about how you slouch and you, uh, like, you is talk. It, the way you take the interview is what you're saying. No, like 
how you're dressed is how you're going to treat the interview is well, what yeah, you're trying to like, say. Think about it. When you're in sweats lounging, you're slouching, you're like slurring your words and you're a lot, a lot and you're using slang maybe. But if you're like business professional, you have makeup on, you're like sitting up straight, you're in a suit, you're in a dress, you're in a pantsuit, whatever you want to wear, but always dress business professional. Yes, they can't see you, but you're going to ask, you're going to act way more professional. Like hands down. That is a, that is a number one. Yeah, that's probably given. true. And you want to go somewhere quiet. I personally sat in my car in the back of my apartment i was like i don't even want any risk of an apartment like you know someone blasting music or someone bursting through the door or whatever so i was like i don't entrust my roommates with that and i don't want to put that on them so i'm just gonna go sit in my car and you want your resume printed out in front of you so you have when when they ask you a question you don't oh so it's like a reference yeah. yeah you look down and you're like wow look at all my amazing accomplishments and beyond a resume i have this thing called a portfolio that i always have with me Yes, you can put on a one-page resume. Like, I worked here from this time to this time. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But I always have papers printed out of, like, why I'm awesome or why I qualify for that job. Because sometimes they ask you and you blank or it's hard to brag about yourself. But that's really what an interview is, is you're supposed to just talk yourself up of, like, why I should be a good candidate. So you want to print out pictures of you, like, doing service or, you know, going to the children's hospital or just different things, donations you've made or church services you've been involved in. And you want to have those printed out. Just I always just print, like, little tiny pictures i put them all on like a word document and print that out just as reminders of things i've done because they'll ask you like real life scenarios that aren't going to be on your resume like tell me a time when you had a conflict with a coworker and how you worked it out well if i'm like oh well, i tapped into my pageant skills because i did this pageant and then you spin it back to like a life experience they love that which by the way understand too that those types of questions yes every business you know asks them but it's mainly to see like how you are socially if that makes any sense yeah like someone got asked if you were a piece of furniture what would you be so they really just want to see if you can think on your feet and that you can be kind of fun because think about it guests are from all over the world and they're they have no boundaries no they'll like ask you anything so you have to be prepared for any weird question like what time's the three o'clock parade yeah we got asked that out not we but because i i never took questions from guests but my friends that work there got asked that all the time what time's the three o'clock parade okay well you can't roll your eyes you have to just be customer service so roll your eyes <laughs> you just your have to be customer service yeah that is the number one thing is dress business professional be early and be in a quiet place with your resume printed out and then just be you know just be yourself show a little bit of personality they don't want you to be like so professional that you're boring you know there's that fine line and you'll you'll know that with any resume uh <laughs> skills or interview skills don't, that you might have don't be Roz from monsters inc i had a really good day today so that's how I would prepare for the interview. And then just tell them, I'm really, I love Disney. I would, I would do any position and just your enthusiasm is what's going to get you the position. Yes. Your professionalism, but you being excited about it, you being knowledgeable, like, well, you know, when they say what position would you want? Well, when I looked on Disney college program.com, I saw living, learning, earning. And my favorite part is blank because of X, Y, and Z. They love to see you already know about the Disney college program. Cause their number one thing is they're afraid they're going to get people that come in. Don't know what the job is, are scared of the heat. Don't know that it is actual work. They just, just turn around they and go can home. take a bunch of selfies with the castle and call it the Disney college program. And then they get mad and they quit halfway through. So they want to know that you've done your research and that's why they always hire within. They want to make sure they get you at the Disney college program level for, like I said, kind of cheap labor. Well, long hours and then it's like hey you still love this boom you can be seasonal well that and like as well i mean because you're going to you're essentially you're going to a, a theme park right and so in a lot of people's minds are like oh i'm gonna go take a you know a four or five month vacation no no you're working like yes it's a fun place and it, you, you know you might really enjoy your job and things but and you get to go to the parks for free on your days off but for 90 percent of your time yeah. you're out there working hard yeah and as it pertains to the disney college program if you try out that way i one thing i didn't do 
as well that I recommend that I look back on and kind of regret is to get involved with the Disney College program exclusive like grocery bingo or like different like behind the scenes tours that they give you because you can't get those anywhere else. So if you do get to be a participant of the college program, make sure you participate in those. Yes, you're working and you're tired, but what are you going to remember that you took a nap or that you went out and did something that was super fun and made a bunch of friends. So that's how I met some of my best friends was just like going out to events or like going out to well and it's Island. like you said there's so many college program students and just part-timers or whatever that i mean that's where they spend their days off is at the park and they're just kind of by themselves because everybody has a different day off so yeah. meeting people probably that's like a great way to do it and you're never going to meet people from all over the world in one place like that that maybe have the same love as you which is things to start there with well and interest. don't be a hermit and sit in your apartment yeah so the tryouts for the disney college program like i said they, they take more college program than they do regular it's not impossible to make it as a regular but i know people will move out to orlando and audition there and they'll just be there for months like doing like photo pass or doing merchandise because they can't get into entertainment it's very hard so that's why I always say like I knew people that would literally go back to school like take a one credit bowling class go back to school just so they could go to the Disney college program because they couldn't make it at the regular auditions in Orlando because they're so saturated but Salt Lake City people aren't always or you know any city like that are that's kind of far away they're not top of mind thinking of Disney like they are in Orlando so that's why I always recommend you know, go back if you if you need to go back to school, take a one credit class. I mean, yes, it's expensive and all the fees, but if that's really what you want to do, it's going to be so much easier because, like I said, they recommend uh, or they hold so many spots for college students, and then they provide you pay for it, but they provide the housing, they provide the buses, your transportation, like a lot of it's taken care of for you if you do the Disney College program. So, like if you're you know if you're older and you want to do it, whatever maybe there's another way well, and if you don't want to do a performing role you can always just apply on disneycareers.com the thing that's great about the college program too is it takes out the well where should i live where should i go how am i gonna get to work and all that kind of stuff yeah it, it takes out all of that guesswork and planning because basically you get there and they already have it all set up for you they thought of, they've thought of everything i mean you get yourself there so fly drive whatever they don't coordinate that but beyond that they've thought of every single thing like they have buses to work and buses to the beach and buses to even competitor parks like Bush Gardens or SeaWorld and Walmart and all kinds of stuff. And they even have like rides to if you want to go to a church or a hotel or anything. So you really don't need a car. I mean, yes, it'd be nice because there's certain places the buses don't go. But now with Uber and Lyft, I don't know. That wasn't an option when I was <laughs> on the college program. But I will say I didn't go with a car and I got everywhere I needed to go before Uber and Lyft. So the buses took me literally everywhere I needed to go. Yeah, it was great. But yeah. well, who knows, you might love it forever. Like we have a friend named Sean who worked there for a long, long, long time. In fact, he just left like what a year ago is all. Uh, maybe years. even less. Uh, yeah, maybe a couple of years. And then uh, he'd work there and then go back and work there and go back, which is great. But started with the Disney College program. And then here's the thing about Disney that I like. Uh, here's the thing I like about Disney World that I like better than Disneyland. Disney World, once you audition and have a spot, you're in. You you have to keep working a certain amount of hours per year if you're seasonal or whatever. But as far as entertainment goes, unless you start slacking or gaining weight or something like that, they then they would have a relook with you. Other than that, you're in Disneyland. You're always justifying your spot. Well, like, Disney World, you're in. Well, Grant's been there for how long? In fact, now he works in what is it, Shanghai? Yeah, it's it's just great. Like like he started with the Disney College program with me in 2007, and he's still all these years later is still with the company because they hire from within that you earn your stripes. You can't just go straight apply for the job he's doing in Shanghai. You have to kind of earn your stripes, make sure you love the company. Oh, and I will say with entertainment, going back to, do we have any other questions that people send in? Uh, when you, and people ask me like, oh, well, so I try out and I make it. How am I ranked against the other people that made it as well? They assign you what's called a color code. So I was red yellow, which I don't exactly remember what that means at this point, but they give you like a color 
and now they're giving numbers too. So they basically have a system in place that ranks you one on your dance skills and two on your animation skills. And then when it comes time to casting parades, dancers in parades, dancers and performers in the stage show and other performing opportunities they have, like the Beauty and the Beast show and stuff like that, they look at your color code and that's how they decide who's going to be in what. Yes, they look at your height and your record, make sure you know, you're know you not always calling in sick or something, but, but they mostly look at your color code and that's how they do the casting. So because I had a decent color code and it was higher on animation, they cast me in Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. And there was like full-time and part-time people that didn't get that position. Um, but because I had the right height and the right color code, I was able to get cast in the parade and have a dancing role rather than just... Uh, right. appearances. So let's talk real quick about some of the benefits. So what are some of the benefits as far as like you get discounts and things, right? When you are doing the program or part-time or whatever? Yeah. Just as a regular employee, doesn't matter your status, you get 20% off of merchandise. And then at Christmas time, they up it to 40% off, which is really nice. That's when I got like all my Christmas shopping done is because then I was like, what am I going to get 40% off of Disney merchandise ever again? And actually made it affordable. Right. So 40% around Christmas and then they give you a booklet so you can like rip out the coupons and it's like one's like 40% off of dining and one's like an extra popcorn here or whatever. And you get like one is a free popcorn and they change them all the time. And then they have cast gifts at, at Christmas. So they actually give you, you kind of feel like a number working there, which is a given. Like how would you run a company with 600,000 well, yeah, people? A number. But you get a Christmas gift, which I thought, Oh, I didn't even know they knew who I was here. And I got a, Lennox like a Snow White jewelry case jewelry like it was super so cool, it's super like cool nice yeah and it was just like I have to buy it and they gave it to and they had a cast gift for everybody and it's like yes or average when I was recruiting was 600,000 employees Jeez. how do you get how do you give a gift to I mean it's just it was crazy and one that people would like and care and all that but they do have a store called company D oh that's yeah backstage that's only for cast members so that's a great that's a great resource and you can get a lot of discounts that's where you buy your discount tickets for your family and stuff that's maybe discontinued or whatever. But the best is property control, which is backstage. And that's a huge benefit. Which is at Company D, right? It's just no. like, oh, it's not? No, it's behind Magic Kingdom. Oh. And there's property control and then connected to its cast connection. Oh, that's what I was thinking so of. So Company D is like at every park, like behind the scenes. It's not that amazing of a discount, but it's where you can like go and do like cast member type stuff. Property control is like where they, <laughs> like when things are lost, they put them at lost and found. And then after a week, they know families aren't coming back for them. And I've talked about this before, but they'll sell like umbrellas for 25 cents. In fact, the Tinkerbell one we have in the front says, uh, MGM studios, 50 cents. And I kept the piece of paper on there because I knew they were changing the title of the park. So they'll sell umbrellas or cell phones or sunglasses, anything. And then they'll also sell like any broken stuff because they don't want to sell. That's a bad look to, to sell at the store, but they still want to make money. So they'll sell like any broken things or any like tarnishings. Like I got some Disney, flip-flops that a little tiny like rhinestone was missing off these rhinestone flip-flops and they're 70 percent off then i got some dooney and burke purses like amazing and you had to be there like right when they opened because yeah. there would be women like I'm literally sure. 75 people lining up to get these bags but that's a cool perk is getting those at like an extra superseded discount but just kind of to wrap it up like being a disney college program recruiter the thing we would look for is positivity enthusiasm people really wanting to go not having any reservations of just like, oh yeah i'll do whatever it takes to get there and we knew that that attitude would go far at disney because that's customer service it gives you a peek into their customer service of like oh yeah you can't find that pin let me go and try and find it for you let me you know let me find somebody that could help you or whatever right, and just right. find the answer for them so that'd be the main thing is just to show enthusiasm 
And uh, that's kind of a peek behind the curtain, I guess you could say, at my experience auditioning. I know they come to cities not affiliated with the college program. Like, they don't come... I know they come to cities that are non-college program auditions, so you can look up those, like I said, on DisneyCareers.com and then the Disney College Program Facebook page. So they're posting about it all the time, DisneyCollegeProgram.com. Like, Especially for a lot of, like, their, their foreign parks, right? Because... As Corey was saying, he's like, they're looking for a lot of Westerners to be able to come and play those parts in oh, like yeah. Shanghai and Tokyo and I all I auditioned those. for Disney Cruise Line. I auditioned for Disney Tokyo. And I auditioned for Disney Live when they had Disney Live stage shows. And then I also auditioned for Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It. Was that what it was called? I don't know. That parade where everybody got injured, so they stopped doing it. But it was like freaking sweet. And it was at hollywood studios and they were like people were on stilts and they had flames and they were jumping and they were jump roping and everybody was like always injured so they stopped but i <laughs> tried out for that but i was leaving so i you know that you introduce yourself at the beginning of the audition it was a it was people that already worked their audition and they just asked like what your status is and i was just like i'm leaving but i'm just here to i would just go to auditions for the experience like even if i know i can't commit to it every time you audition you get a little less nervous you get used to auditioning you like feel comfortable in your own skin and you figure out how you pick up choreography and how you perform it so i i always went to ones even if i knew i couldn't commit to the role just for the experience but i would tell them up front like oh i'm leaving but here i am well we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh we hope you all learned something and we hope actually a few of you actually end up applying if you do Reach out to us. We definitely want to talk to talk I, to you about I it. I talk to people on on the phone all the time that I don't know just because they they want to go, but they're nervous and they would just want some reassurance of kind of the things I said of right, you know, things you wouldn't know of like, oh wow, I guess I should wear a suit and tie even just sitting in my car, or oh yeah, I should print out my resume so if I go blank, I'll have something to reference, or yeah, I should wear form fitting clothes and not cut off capris. <laughs> so and yeah, old navy tank top. <laughs> Yeah, but thank you so much. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Holly is more than willing to talk to you about it. So follow us on social media as well. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know all the ones. And uh, keep on navigating on. Podcast Network.